0: Butler Smith will be available uh, momentarily. Meanwhile, enjoy another song by the Jackson Five. Stop, get
1: Morph Mom Moments. I apologize for the delay tonight. A few technical difficulties, but in the life of a Morph Mom, that's nothing. We can deal with it. We overcome. We maintain. We, we carry through. So here we are, few minutes late, but I think you enjoyed great music, so all's good. Um, again, welcome. I'm Kathleen Smith, the founder of Morph Mom, and for those of you who are coming back, thank you for coming, and uh, we're happy to have you back. And those that are new tonight, I just want to welcome you and give you a very quick explanation of exactly what you've gotten yourself into today and what a morph mom is because this is probably makes no sense so about six years ago um i'll tell you sort of how morph mom came to be and and where, where we are today um, as a former prosecutor i stopped and had my three kids i stopped for 14 years thinking of course i'm going back of course i'm going back and 14 years later <laughs> like well i don't think i'm going back i don't think they want me back i don't think i'm going back and I don't know if any of you out there have experienced this, but it's very difficult to sort of have to be forced to reevaluate where you are and what you can do and what talents you have and what strengths you have and what course you should pursue when you were always very confident in the one you were on. And now you have to change everything. And many experience lack of confidence, many being myself, lack of contacts, lack of really inspiration or motivation or just and the lack of trusting myself to think that I could do anything else. So I struggled for a long time and I thought rather than reinvent the wheel I'm going to go out and interview women around the country who have done it whatever it is and I'm going to tell their stories and through that hopefully that will motivate and inspire others out there looking to do something and looking to figure things out and at the same time the women who are talking about themselves would be promoting what they were doing so sort of like a win-win. So when I began, it, I called it Morph Mom because it was primarily about moms going back to work after having stayed at home. But as I started to travel through the country, I would hear from women all over the country saying, well, I'm not a mom, but I really want to tell my story because it could help someone. Or I'm a mom, I never stopped working and my story could help someone. Or I've undergone some a tragedy or something that relate, is very relatable to others and I think my story would help someone. So, Morph Mom itself has morphed. We now incorporate really any story that will help somebody out there. It will allow you to connect with someone, allow you to help someone, and allow you to move forward. So that's sort of the summary of Morph Mom over the past five years. Uh, we have the website, which is morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com. I write for Huffington Post. We travel the country, as I said, doing video interviews and hosting cocktail parties, Uh, I now have this, we have a radio show, and now it's been two years, and you can find us on Morph Mom Moments uh, podcast on iTunes if you want to go back and listen to any other prior um, shows, and we also have conferences, which are very exciting. We call them non-conferences, and we do that because all are included. We don't just we don't just uh, specify one subject. We sort of we allow all subjects to come, so all will feel welcome. And by the way, exciting news: the next conference is going to be in Morristown, New Jersey, at the Morse Museum, on April 23rd. So please go to MorseMom.com, and you can register there and find out about our speakers. It's really, really a great way to meet with other people, to connect, to get ideas, and to pay it forward to others looking for help. Um, What we also do, and this is what we're here tonight about, and I'm very, very excited, is we have classes. And we call them – these classes are, are small groups of women who come together and hopefully are inspired to just through conversation, just through, like, hashing it out with one another, what excites them, what gets them going. It's sort of like when you're in that position, like, where do I start? we offer these classes, you guys can kind of come and sit and bounce ideas off of one another, others that are in the same position that you are in, and just sort of really start working through it. And it's a time when you can focus on you. And that's not, that doesn't happen very often, especially when you have kids or other people to worry about. Um, but it's really a time to sit back and think, what, what, who am I? Like, what is it that I like to do? So what's very exciting to me tonight is that my guest, Nancy Tobin, was a member in one of our classes. And it's, it's just thrilling to me that Nancy Tobin is incredibly accomplished, as you will hear. Nancy is the mother of four, and by the way, all in different schools, which I think by there is her biggest accomplishment. Like, just handling four different schools four kids, insane. But, um, she, as a prior background, having worked with Ralph Wren before she had kids, had the kids and went back and began her company called Nancy Tobin Design. And I'm thrilled to say that although Nancy on her own is such an inspiration and a motivation to everyone and incredibly talented and did this, the classes did help. And as I said, Nancy was a member of the class, and that's kind of what we want to talk about tonight, sort of how Nancy figured out what she was going to do and how these classes sort of helped her hone in on what she was doing. So, Nancy, welcome. Hello. Such a pleasure to be here. Um, Yes, the classes we took uh, last spring... It was in Summit with a group of women, and when I actually went into the class completely blind, I didn't know what to expect. I knew the group of women we were with, um, and it was amazing, because I would say these women, some of them are my close friends, but once we got into this situation in this class, it was amazing how much you even learned more about them. And I think probably the most the, the most powerful thing we learned is that everyone's kind of thinking the same thing in the sense that a lot of these women around us have done great things in their lives, have raised great children, are super busy, yet kind of are now looking towards, you know, what do I do next? They see their kids aging. They see that, you know, it does go by so fast. We're out of the diaper, you know, toddler age, and now we're into the college, high school age, and all of a sudden realize we have such a life ahead of us and we want to be able to do great things and be able to use our talents, not only from our previous life before kids, but also our life with kids. And there's, I thought the classes were just, it just made you stop and think. And not only did you think yourself, but even hearing other people's thoughts, I feel like it really drew a lot out of me personally. And, It's It's so exciting to hear you say that. Um, So when we came up with this idea for classes, and my partner in crime, Lisa Berkeley, actually this was really her idea to do these classes, and we would sit there and say, you know, Morph Mom is great because we're telling all these stories and we're inspiring people through videos and through this and through that, but what if we actually had the women come together and kind of work it out themselves, like to really sit back and say, what am I good at? And, and where do you begin with that? It's a terrifying thing for anybody to kind of sit back and say, oh, my God, like, what is my next step? What, what? Where do I go from here? And to, as Nancy just said, not just the strengths you had before family or for those who don't have kids in a prior life. What are your current strengths? I mean, life changes. You know, decades go by. And to reevaluate and say, all that I've done, all the experiences that I've had, what are my strengths now? Have they changed? What are my interests now? Are they different? Have my hobbies turned into something I'm more interested in than a career I've been on before? And these just are questions that are really hard to tackle on your own. And that was what we were thinking, that if you're in a room with other like-minded people, women, in the same circumstance who are supportive
0: of what you're doing,
1: that that would be sort of a helpful atmosphere. And I don't know, Nancy, what did you feel about that, sitting in a room with others? Well, I think the supportive component is really important but I think also you know all of us are modest people I would say and you know no one wants to say that you are so great at something but when you have a couple other people pointing out something that no actually this is a really big strength of yours, you don't even realize it I think that is huge and that I wouldn't be able to do that by myself. I think the class is I and also you know let's say in the class, I happen to know everyone in the class, but even if there was someone that was, I didn't know, I still think you're able to support the people because it the questions that Kathleen and Lisa had us kind of as talking points to start. You really got a feel for people. So, you know, maybe there was a person in the room that we, none of us knew. I think by answers, you start to see people straight. So it's just, You know, it's always good to hear from other people that this is something I admire in you. And I think that we admire something in everybody, a different thing. And I think that we, as people, don't walk around saying how great we are. So... Never. Like, once you have kids, and especially when you have kids, like, I'm not good at anything. Like, I, I screwed everything up today. <laughs> like, really, I literally have forgotten three kids at different places today, and I expect to do something on my own. <laughs> it's just not going to happen.
0: But, but what's also comforting is, like, Nancy are saying, right now
1: when you're in that room and other people can admit, like, yeah, oh, I screwed that up too, I screwed that up too, and it just takes this yeah. weight off of you. Like, once you realize that, and, and another thing we're saying, too, is it's not always your good friends, too. Like, sometimes you you can have your best friends, but they're not in the same place. You may mention this, and they look, you sort of like, you know, you have 16 yeah. heads. Like, are you kidding me? No. So I don't think that's, that's another reason I think it's good, because you need a group to go to. You need a place where you're comfortable to approach this, where, where you can, because it's tough. I mean, it's tough to talk about yourself, I think, yeah. sometimes, and to admit what you believe you're confident. In it. And if it's not tough for you, I admire you because I think that's incredibly I, – I, I, I wish that I had that inner strength to say this, this, this. But it, I think it's tough for most. And when you're in a group that starts opening it up, it makes it much easier. Um, now, the classes helped Nancy, but let's be honest. Nancy is incredibly inspirational. We said – <laughs> and was doing this on her own as well. So, Nancy, tell us about yourself and sort of how this came to be in a prior life at Ralph Wren and with the kids, and then how you started your company and, and how this all happened. So, out of college, I went to New York, and I um, always worked in fashion, primarily at Ralph Lauren in women's merchandising, and I had my first child, who's now 18, did not go back Um I did have a children's clothing company for a few years after I had my first two and kind of fulfilled me as far as my... I've always been a creative person and I like, you know, results and I like having, you know, my ideas come to fruition. So therefore, clothing is a good way to see it because you actually have product after what you think. Um, And that was actually great. And it was actually back in the time when trunk shows were really popular so we actually did very well around the country and we it was myself, um, my sister and then um, my partner, another partner was um, happened to have been the uh uh editor, the fashion editor at Town and Country magazine. So between us, the three of us, you know, it's like the six degree separation, the two degree separation, you know it, someone everywhere. So we really took advantage of that and did the whole trunk show thing. And again, this was the stage in our lives where I had kids wearing smart clothing, and it was perfect, because it was right up my alley. So I did that for about four or five years, and then I had a third child, and actually kept it going. And then I had a fourth child, and at the same time, my sister was having her third, my partner was having her fourth. So between us, two What's that eleven <laughs> again, kids, eleven <laughs> kids, and we can't get off. Right. I mean, because we all had husbands that worked all the time. So, and then you know, I only had a, a nanny slash babysitter a day and a half a week. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> Basically, our kids got to spend a lot of time together in the backyard and basement. But we just do what you do. And again, it's just it takes a take the village. And it was fun, and we have still have so many laughs about those days. Um, because we had a great time, and it was crazy. But we did realize that if we wanted to continue, and we did have to kind of evolve the company because the trunk show thing was ending. So we knew then we had to probably start to source other places to make our goods, to bring our margins down, and then if we wanted to sell the stores, and it was just time to say, let's shelve that. It was great, and I have to say, I think one of the things why I loved about Ralph Lauren is I loved meeting all the people, and I had a lot of fun fashion stories. And I actually think even through t we had some fun stories of people that bought our clothes or, you know, it's just, we had a good time. So it was time to shout that. So then I had my fourth child and, you know, was busy with that. And then um, she's now nine. So my youngest is nine. So when she was just a year ago or so, actually, I had done um, construction to my own house. And... I um, sold it after a couple of years and did another house in our town. And uh, I guess it was about a little over a year ago, my realtor came over and she kept telling me, she said, you really should do this for a living. You really need to do this for a living. And, you know, I just pretty much ignored her because I was like, yes, do you see my life? <laughs> I can't do this for a living. <laughs> um, and so... One day she came over. She's like, I really want to come over and see what you've done to the house. And I just thought to myself, that's weird, because I already showed her this house. And then she came in the kitchen. She's like, oh, okay, this is really what I want to tell you about, <laughs> is that I am doing, she was buying a house in town, and she um, is a really busy person. So she wanted me to help her like with the whole project, because she knew her limits, and she knew that she really liked what she had seen from me and she's like I just you know, we knew we would work to get well together. So that's kind of how it started, that she really gave me a start because I did from the moment like the place was gutted to the time they moved in. So originally I started out thinking this is the whole thing about when you start anything, it evolves And I'm still figuring it out and I'm still there's still parts that I'm doing now that I'm like, oh I don't know if I really like doing that and I should probably find someone else to do it. But I really started out just thinking I would be a project manager because, you know, back to the classes, I think of myself as organized and I, I'm i decisive and I know what I want and I'm able to... It was basically the thought was, okay, here's someone, you know, you talk to friends building houses and they say, oh my gosh, I walk into the tile store and I just get so overwhelmed, I want to run out or I walk into the plumbing and, how, oh my gosh, I can't take it. And I started to realize okay, well, this is what I did with this woman, but I just gave her, like, a couple options, and I just directed her. I knew what she liked, and I said, you know, less is more as far as picking. So that's how I started with her. But now, in the last year, it's like I have people asking me, oh, can you help me with my living room or my dining room? Or And I'm enjoying it, and I like it because I do, again, like I said, I I think about it a lot, and I love to see the results of what you're thinking but at the same time i'm still figuring out if that's exactly what i want to do if i want to go back to kind of just being a more of a project manager for new construction because i do think there is a need for that and i think that um contractors like it because i think sometimes they you know would rather have someone helping people make decisions Um, but then again, there's also a whole component of people, which I would even put myself in this, that they like to have someone there from start to finish. So what happened with just my first person that my realtor who came to me, I ended up decorating her house too, because she just wanted me to continue. So I'm talking in circles, but basically I'm still figuring out like what I want to do. So even if I found someone else, like a partner to help me finish it off and we, but that doesn't mean that that can't happen down the road. And that's why I just think you have to be open and always willing to change and meet new people. And, you know. uh, first of all, I love that I'm going to throw in like a thing for, for the more fun class. When, when Nancy said that the her talents or strengths that she identified, which she, I'm sure you knew anyway, but it is a good thing that they are reinforced during the class, that you're organized and those certain things you're decisive and it's kind of fun going into something knowing these are my strengths, this is what I like, and these are not my strengths, and I don't like going in that direction. But when you did that first project, when did you decide to, like, incorporate and start charging? Like, how did you make that step or that leap? I have to say, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> and actually, I'm, it's, my husband has said to me now a few times that, um, honey, you are an awesome CEO. I don't know about a (laughs) CFI. I hear you. (laughs) Again, we have our (laughs) strengths. I have my vision. I know what I want. (laughs) Billing and record keeping, I'm challenged. But it's really hard. (laughs) It's impossible. Because my brain, I think a creative person, your brain goes much faster. And I don't want to be bothered by it. I mean, I know that sounds so bad. And I actually, but again, through people, one of my really great friends, I was telling her this, that she's like, oh, my mother-in-law, she's in her retirement, she has been helping small businesses. So now she does it for me. I think she's about to wring my neck. I mean, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm definitely getting better. <laughs> but I, I have to say, charging is really hard for me. It's really, I have to, I'm sure there'll be a point in my life that I will get over it, but I feel... Um, you know, I want people to be happy with their choices. I want them to not feel like they are just spending. Like it's hard when you're doing construction, you are bleeding money. So I tend to. I mean, I do charge. It's not like I don't charge. But I, I as my my um, accountant said to me recently, you don't charge enough, and I, I just, I'm awkward. I, I don't. I think, from what I understand from other people, it takes time, and I don't think I'll ever be someone that will probably take advantage of people because it's just not who I am. Um, I'm, I sound stupid, but I just I no, I don't think that sounds stupid. I, like so, because I like what I'm doing. That's the other thing. Right. So right. It's there's different ways you charge in design. You can charge by hour, which is what I tend to do, or you can do it by project. Now, I'm learning though, it's really hard to capture for anything you do, whether you're a designer, whether you are a lawyer, account, I don't even, I'm, I really don't know nothing about that there is, but when you <laughs> charge hourly, it's hard because you may go to bed thinking about it. And I'm not going to charge them an hour that I laid in bed last night thinking about the layout of their mudroom. You know, but it's, I, it's because it's, I like what I'm doing. So if you like what you're doing, it's what you think about, and it's, again, it's, even, you're excited to tell them the next morning, You thought about it last night, but I would never charge someone for that. But So I'm starting to learn that maybe hourly is not the way I should do it, and that doing it by the project is probably makes more sense, because I know I'll give it my all. I know right. I will, but I, I can't put it like a notebook next to my bed <laughs> or when I'm driving right. and think about because you think about it. I'm sure right. you'll think about it even with your job. Everyone does. Right. If you like what you're doing, you're going to think about it all the time. All the time. So as we were talking about before, so I've traveled the country and done interviews I mean like thousands of interviews all over the place and this always comes up and that's why I was asking about that. Like how it comes up from the most confident to the least confident women was that seemed to be the hardest obstacle was when do you make the switch of sort of like helping a friend to design something or helping a friend to do something and then saying, oh, I'm going to charge you for that. And 100% across the board, that was one of the biggest problems ever. Like, how do you make that jump? And sometimes it's how do I feel worthy enough to say to you, I'm worthy of you to give me money and how do I qualify or quantify like what that amount would be and it, it's really hard but I think we all have to sort of look at you and say we're worth it. Like, we, and people understand that. anyone I was dealing with would tell me oh you're crazy I, of course I would pay but it is it, I think that whole thing what you just said is really key like you just feel it. that's probably I consider myself a pretty secure person but I find myself very insecure when it comes to that and I guess that's the insecurity. You don't want people to think you're taking advantage of them. And there's so, especially when you live in an area, which doesn't matter where you live in the country, if you, you know, you end up, if you're doing any type of work that I'm doing, it's a small little area that you're working in. So you tend to know a lot of the people and you just, you don't want people saying that, Oh, she's great. <laughs> oh,
0: <that's
1: right. laughs> like I'm paying her. What? Who my name Uh No, wow. wait. Hold on. I she got a new car. <laughs> <laughs> Paid for her new car, and <laughs> but it's it's really it's it's a huge obstacle. It's a huge, huge, huge obstacle for everybody. I'm getting more. Ba- I have to say, in like eighteen months, <laughs> I've gotten better. I have gotten better, but I also think. Couple of things. One thing is, um, this woman, this realtor who I love, I respect her so much. She said to me, You need to charge more money. And I was even helping her. Because so she's like, You really love what you're doing and you don't want to start not loving it because you're spending so much time on it. You should be rewarded for all your work. And she was right. She's right. 100% right. And I think that's kind of resonated with me that right now I don't mind not. You know, I mean, I've been blessed enough that i it's not like I have to pay my bills with my – it would help. And I'm sure my husband right now who's listening would say, bring it home. (laughs) Get over it and charge. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, let's get moving. Exactly. But it's, um, you know, I think to her point is that it's because I like what I'm doing. I love it. I like – I like thinking about tile. I like thinking about layouts of a room and, you know, I, I enjoy it. And I also, the other thing I think I love doing is I love finding people with talent. So whether it's like a cabinet maker or a tile person, I, they know that once they start working me, I will sell them to anyone because I do feel like I consider myself a loyal person and I swear, once you have relationships with people, even in the last year I've learned, they will jump over anything for you. And I know I can call on them and be like, look, I need your help, and they will do it. And I think that's, that's another status. It's satisfying because you know you have relationships, and I feel like I would return the favor. It's not like it goes go one way, but um, there's a lot of benefits. So for people listening tonight, and going out to start a new business. What would you say other than the charging? Would it been the most difficult obstacle to overcome? And, 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 and you knew what you loved and you, you wanted to do, but what was like the biggest obstacle that you had to sort of like say, well, I'm still right. Overcoming it. I think that I, um, I don't like, it's not even about charging. I don't like to self advertise. I, I don't. And it. I'm thinking, I don't, there could be a lot of reasons for it. It could be one is I still have four kids at home. My oldest is going off to college and then I have a junior. So in two years, it'll be a very different situation for me. But I, I think people, I tend to still take a backseat. I don't want to. Tell myself, even like when you had said from the class, this is something Cassie, you need an Instagram. You need an t- I have an Instagram personally. I do know how to use it minimally. But I do know, I just am not there. And I I know someday I will be, but I just have to, it's hard. It's. I, I think there's that, I don't know if it's, you really have to expose yourself and you have to just put yourself out there. And I don't know if I want to yet. Right. And, right, because there's also that thing, like, once you do it, you're committed. Like, once you put yourself out there, then the calls are going to start coming. Like, all of a sudden, you are have now committed yourself to something officially and publicly. And that's a huge step to take, too. And I feel like, for me, I feel like a little bit in my back of my head, I'm like, oh, did I start this too early? Because I do feel like I have pushed away some business, and I am not jumping in yet. But I'm really busy. (laughs) Bottom line, I'm busy. I have, you know, I guess I said, the poor kids. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that have the same thing. I'm not saying it's all good. It's all, I just don't want to turn around and be like, oh, my gosh, I was driving into New York and I missed the basketball game. I just am not there yet. Right. But I love that I, I will say one thing, I'm really, I know I can get there now. Mm -hmm. But I'm still holding myself back a little bit. So I think that would probably be even more than the charging, I think, is that. But that's a good message for people out there because a lot of times you think, oh, i got to wait to start. But maybe you don't. Maybe yeah. you start dipping your toe in a little bit, yeah. recognizing that you can't be 100% there yet. But as long as you sort of do what you – as ever small it is that you do, do a great job. And that word will get passed around. And, you know, at least I think it's a hugely motivational thing that you don't have to wait until it last gets out the door. You can start and, mm-hmm. and start making, like, and also, I would think down the road, it only builds your own confidence. You're in your own connections, in your own, you know, you're kind of slowly taking this through, uh, meeting these different tile people, making these different relationships. When you do go full out, you're going to be completely ready for that. And hopefully I would have, you know, I'm learning, as I said, I'm learning so much. So, you know, even today, I was hanging panels and I screwed something up. I was like, "Oh gosh, I'll never do that again!" (laughs) But I have to do these things to learn, and I will never do that again. But I—it's God—it was my friend, and you know, and it was like it was all good, but I forgot a part of it. I literally had gotten her hardware for, and I went and took it off my own house off my own and I'm ordering new ones for me because I was like, I literally the, the, the person hanging the house was like, are you serious? I'm like, do you mind coming to my house with me? I have these. You can take my, like, they were like the hardware, box. it's a long story, but you can take mine down. I'll order new ones and then in a few weeks come back to me. And he, we drove over, he's in my Suburban with me and I'm like, he's like, you know what, I actually get why you just did that. I'm like, I just need to finish this. Like, I don't care about my own house. I do care about my own ex, <laughs> but I know I can fix mine. But I won't go to bed thinking about mine. I'd go to bed thinking about hers. So again, just you got to do what you got to do, right? right. <laughs> and would you say like a huge thing is um, being less hard on yourself, which is so hard? I, I think that's actually one of the most difficult things. But sort of giving yourself a break, as as everyone out there. Is listening to this and thinking, you know, when I start, it's not going to be perfect. It's just not. I mean, if it is, no. you're really lucky. <laughs> you you have, but, to have a sense of humor, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Sense of humor, I definitely think you have to have. And if you don't, yeah, then go find one. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> well, for example, tonight when we started fifteen minutes late, and poor Nancy sat next to me because of technical difficulties, <laughs> and I'm trying to play through. Like, yeah, it's going to work. <laughs> it's going to happen. Just think, don't worry. Just I don't have another drink. We'll be fine. We're going to get there. But I I think you do, one thing is we learn, and I think these classes, too, do help with that, is you learn to give each other a break, yourself a break, and everybody else a break. I think that's huge because it's really hard going and thinking, okay, if I'm doing this, I've got to be perfect to come right out of the gate, and it's not going to work. If not, no, that's not true. I don't think. I think the classes, I have to say, I, I like as Kathleen said, I had already kind of started when I did the classes. They still are so helpful for me, but I do think there are so many people out there that would benefit. And it doesn't even matter about going back to work. It's just sometimes people just need to reevaluate themselves. You can keep doing what you're doing. You do not have to start something new. It's just to sit back and say, Oh wow, I'm good at this or I'm I can make a difference in volunteering at your kid's school or it doesn't I mean that, that's another pressure thing it doesn't even matter, my point is it doesn't have to be about going back to work I just think as Kathleen said, people are hard on themselves and it's a good just check in with yourself and just to realize one, other people are thinking the same thing as you and that everyone has different strengths. And it's just nice to, I, I, I'm. No, but that that actually is really refreshing, like hearing that from Nancy, because that's exactly what we're trying to, to relay. And it, it, what you just said is so important. It's not about going back to work. It's not about, it's wherever you are that you need to get to. Hopefully that's what it's going to give you. So we had one, one person in the group and, She wasn't interested in going back to work, but just sort of finding herself again, like what was she interested in? And it was a subject matter. And so maybe you take that subject matter and you start a book club on that, or you go start going to museums, or you start going to do whatever it is, or if it is volunteer, or if it's turning some of the volunteer work you've been doing all these years into something profitable, whatever it is, whatever stage you're at. I think the most important part is sort of like reconnecting with yourself yeah. at the same time. And it's just, it makes me so happy that Nancy just said that, that oh, hopefully it does do that. That Your your peers recognize strengths in you. And I think that also you can make a difference. Like I feel like, not only I mean just about yourself, like what you say to other people can make a difference to them. It's, I mean, I think we're all very fortunate to have support systems are out there. And it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're going to go back and, you know, go back into New York five days a week, or if you are just volunteering for a school fundraiser. There's everyone has strengths and everyone is needed and appreciated. And it's just, I think also uh, the, the point about this group is that you definitely want to be in a supportive group because just avoid negative energy. <laughs> right. Go. With your peeps, right? 100%. <laughs> there, we, we had someone one time on the show, and she said to me, um, You know, people will say negative things to you all the time. You tell your kids all the time, like, Oh, just ignore it, just ignore it. But it kind of hurts. Yeah. Like, like people will like say to things to you, away. and you're like, Oh, God, did you really have to say that? And I'll never, so she said, Someone is going to hand you, just pretend you're like in an airport, and somebody is coming towards you, and they've a, like 10 bags and you're sort of walking through the lightest bag and you're carefree and they stop to say hello and they just hand you one of their bags because they literally cannot carry their baggage anymore. They're handing you something to take a little weight off themselves.
0: The next time
1: somebody says something negative to you, you sort of interpret it that way. Like it's their issue. It's their bag. It's their baggage. They just need to hand it over for a minute to take a break so I think as all of us going forward, I think that's like, I don't know, somehow that just gets me through a lot of things. I when I think about that, okay, it's their baggage. I just need to hold it for them for a minute, and then I'm going to hand it back. Yeah. But to ever discourage you or stop you from doing something, is it's so frustrating because there are so many women out there who are ready to support you in what you're doing and, and to encourage you in what you're doing. And if you're looking for that, please come to Morph Mom because I promise you, as you can hear from Nancy, we're, that's what we're here for. We want you to do. like And fail or succeed, it doesn't matter. Just getting out there and taking yeah. that first step, it's huge. I think it's absolutely mm-hmm. huge. So I, I hope... Also, I think what's your point about that, the, the meetings, is that it may not be a, something, an immediate thing that you find, but it could be something that you just kind of file away and... Two years from now you draw from it and it doesn't necessarily like i don't think you have to think you have to come out of the class and be like oh right in the ground running it may not be don't that, again don't be hard on yourself like it's it could be something that just one snippet that you take from there and mm-hmm. you make a difference and i just think that none of us know how much we affect other people whether it's negative or positively and it could be so small that you make a difference so I feel like it's the class of Kathleen and Lisa they're such great people and I'm, I'm not she's going to kill me for doing this but I sound like I'm an advertisement <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> Wait a minute. but I really do say that it's it's the, the environment allows for this and if you didn't have that environment if it was very textbook, it wouldn't happen. So it has to happen organically. So if you don't have the people like Morph Mom who are running it, I don't know if it would be the same thing. I do think it's there's something about the environment that makes you say, oh, wow, I can, you know, tell everyone in the group that I'm actually really good at this, <laughs> like that I would never say maybe to anybody else. But it's it's organic. And I think that is, huge well, I can't thank you enough for saying that. and in return that wouldn't happen if we didn't have women like Nancy in the group who allow you to open up and allow you to expose yourself because like it's impossible to expose yourself nowadays. It's really scary. but women like Nancy who have joined our morph mom movement and community give you that strength and give you that support and I'm forever grateful for Nancy and every morph mom out there who has helped us all these years to help others continue in that pursuit. And I can't believe we're running out of time. Also, I think Kathleen needs to write a book. I think she's needs to write a book about everybody because I bet you it would be so eclectic. As long as it's not about me, it would be great. <laughs> it would be like all the you know, people write Annie books. You <laughs> could write a morph mom <laughs> book of everyone that you've met. i got to say, every morph mom I have encountered, I have learned something from every single person that I've met. And, and, and Nancy tonight, everybody. Every single person makes me a little more as I walk through life, because I'm not kidding. There's so many people out there willing to give, willing to share, willing to expose themselves, and willing to support others. It's just, it's huge, and to find a community like that is rare, and I just encourage you all to join us, because really, it does, it helps you, it makes you just, I don't know, I think it works, I think it makes you feel better, and it allows you to achieve what it is you want to achieve. And, Nancy, I can't thank you enough for coming on tonight. And for those of you out there who need anything involved, uh, Nancy, what is the best way to to get in touch with you if they're a New Jersey local, I think, at this time? Are you staying within New Jersey or... Maybe. Oh, wait. Well, the best way to get in touch with Nancy would be to contact me through Morph Mom, and then I will get it to Nancy. <laughs> because as we told you in the class, we're trying to get her to do an Instagram, but she hasn't done that yet. <laughs> so I'm
0: very mysterious.
1: <laughs> she's very mysterious. We're going to get her up on Instagram, and then you're going to direct the message her. But we haven't done that yet. <laughs> so in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with Nancy, reach out to MorphMom, and I'll get Nancy, and she'll get back to you. <laughs> but she's amazing, and her work is amazing. And her kind words are I'm forever grateful for your kind words. And again, thank everybody for listening tonight. And I encourage you to reach out to us. Again, the conference is April 23rd in Morristown, And the classes you can find out if you go to morefum.com on the homepage. You can sign in right there. And I just, I, I, again, Nancy, you rocked my world. Thank you. All those out there, I'll see you next week. Good night, everyone. Good night, Good Nancy. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Sign up
0: today. Good night, guys.
1: If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join Amvets.